Meanwhile, recorded live in the Lava Lamp Lounge, it's somewhere in between a radio zine. News, music, culture, stories, and more. This show is what we make of it, and hopefully you'll join us in the fun, too. Now let's get started. And welcome to Enjoying a Uniquely Reunion. It's issue seven. Getting geeky with it. If isolation has taught us anything, it's that we really need to put more time and energy into our relationships if we want them to thrive. I think a lot of us, before Friday the 13th, spent too much time at home, on our devices, online, chatting with somebody maybe, playing a game perhaps, but not really taking advantage of the world we lived in. And then, of course, now we have to interact with the world that way, rather than choosing to do so. Because of this, many people are finding new and interesting ways to pass the time. Watching movies, playing video games, listening to old radio shows, and rekindling old friendships in ways that, well, not in person, certainly allow us to help pass the time. And with all of this percolating in my mind, after I finished last week's program about radio, I started to think about an old radio program that I was a part of, and one that I quite enjoyed. And in the spirit of getting together with old friends, I thought it was time for a little bit of a geekly update as part of our regular format. Now, I don't imagine I need to do too much setup or premise preparing here, so let's just say that the four of us got together the other day to talk about what we've been doing since the last time we got together. So let's dive right in, shall we? So I think a good way to kick this off would be to kind of do a round of introductions. Now, uh, Jason, this used to be your program in the old days, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but way back. I think it started in 2014 on uh, KMUZ. And I think this was pretty much the original crew that when we uh, first started. Um, we were on, I want to say Sunday. No, I think actually we started like on a weird time frame like way like way late at night and then that was too past my bedtime <laughs> and i had to switch it past up. all of our bedtimes <laughs> i okay am i wrong i remember listening to it on friday nights yep that's like exactly friday it. at 10 or something you know, at 10. You know how i remember I that and this is when my oldest kid was in middle school and would go roller skating at the hoop. And it was when I would go pick him up that I would listen to you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I inherited that old time slot, too. So I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a, a, one of those like uh, kind of like doomed from the start Star Trek kind of things <laughs> where, you know, you, you have that time uh, slot and it's just not going to pan out in the long run. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was OK, but, you know, I think we had some some interesting shows it was only like a half hour or two at the time so mm-hmm. um we definitely got going and realized we have a whole lot more to talk about so we turned into an hour show on sundays and uh went for about a couple years i think and then 
lives happened and (laughs) things happened and well, and, and speaking of Sundays uh, in the afternoon, then that actually kind of brings us to uh, uh, Karen and Brian here, uh, who actually have a, a show on KMUZ that kind of, in some ways, carries a bit of the throne of Geekly Update, but um, has yeah, a little bit, yeah, compacted things into much uh, smaller chunks. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, Brian, sure. Brian, you start. It was Brian's idea, so I want him to kick off that mm. description. Sure. Yeah. Uh, gosh, how long have we been doing it? Four, three and a half, four years, something like that. A long time now. Yeah. So we have a, a podcast called Cool Sheets, uh, where Karen and I each talk about our five favorite things of the moment. And uh, so a 10 total, we have two minutes each. So yeah, it's very kind of rapid fire. And then we talk about them a little bit in between. And uh, we're actually doing a big relaunch and rebranding. So our name is changing. And uh a lot is changing, a lot of exciting things on the horizon uh, very soon. Uh, but yeah, that's been a fun, and it does, it is, it's similar but different. Uh, we certainly, mm-hmm. just because we're interested in things that are, are considered geekly, so I, as me especially, I'm talking about TV shows and movies and, and geeky things uh, for sure, but we do expand it to anything. Uh, we can talk right. about a philosophy, uh, a book, uh, a place, uh, all kinds of things. So Breathing, very... as there was a series uh, at one point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So Yeah, and this is one of those shows, too, that you guys have the live radio version, but it's podcast afterwards. Yep, absolutely. Right. Well, uh, so we've got a few topics here that we wanted to kind of get to because, uh, you know, as uh, it's been a little while. And so we kind of want to have like a little bit of a reunion in terms of the subjects here. And so I think um, since the last time we met, uh, there's been a lot of new media, which was a lot of what Geekly Update talked about. New movies, music, uh, TV podcasts, stuff like that. Uh, so what is, uh, you know, maybe a small taste of what you've been enjoying since the last time we got together? I have definitely been consuming a lot more YouTube and mm-hmm. since Geekly Update last was here and in various realms. And I guess it's not so surprising then with the pandemic, I have become a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're uh, consuming a lot, it's on your mind, so it's a, a good way to express yourself. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So how do we find your YouTube show? Well, there are three now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It starts as a, an innocent little hobby on the, on the weekends where you watch a few videos, and, and soon you have three shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one of them, it's called Punk Rock Professor. <laughs> And that one is actually chemistry. It's for high school, college students studying chemistry. So it's I try to make it small snippets. And then and I actually also talk about music at the end of each episode because I always wear a different band T-shirt. And then I talk about the band at the end. That's my bonus track, I call it. Oh, that's perfect. And yeah. And then another thing that um, I really enjoy personally is ASMR. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Mm-hmm. And I also really like calligraphy, although I'm not a calligrapher. Mm. And of course, I like chemistry. So I started a channel called ASMR Chemistry Calligraphy. Whoa. And I do, I just teach a little chemistry lesson with calligraphy very quietly. <laughs> and, um, and then another thing I've just started is called Make Time for Science. For science. So I go mm. live on Facebook every day. 
and I talk about something science related or I bring in a guest and we talk about something science related and then I'm uploading all of those and I'm putting them on a YouTube channel. So that's really new. That started July 1st, 2020. Wow. That's so cool too because this is like stuff that you're already passionate about in a forum that you were already interested in. So it's like a, a double win for you as a hobby. Yeah. And I think our last time that we got together as a group um, was in 2017. And I watched a little bit of that. We did it. We did a test run on the uh, internet on Google Hangouts and you know, right. um, tried the whole YouTube, <laughs> um, you know, streaming thing. Um, and you know, at the time, I think the technology wasn't what it is, obviously, today. Carl Ford! Right. It's it's interesting. It's like a time capsule to look back on. And I realized at that time, I think we were ramping up to the end game of Marvel. Uh, so we hadn't gotten to all the, you know, wrap-ups of what happened. So since 2017, when when we last talked, obviously, that's been a majority of the media that I think... Uh, I've consumed <laughs> mm-hmm. having uh, seen a lot of those Marvel movies. Um, the other thing that I've enjoyed uh, since we've last met up is seeing uh, the Watchmen series uh, take off. Who watches the Watchmen? And how they handled uh, adding to that story on uh, HBO. Uh, one of the things that I've gotten really into is uh, grand strategy games, which mm. is... Um, games like Crusader Kings, the, and that's inspired me. Just being able to kind of mess around with uh, different uh, strategies in, in computer games and having either political or wargaming type of different themes um, has, has been interesting. Um, and then, yeah, similarly to Karen, I, I have also gotten into probably watching a lot more YouTube um, than I normally uh, had in the past since we last met in 2017. It wasn't as big of a big of a thing back then. And so now, you know, there's so many more new shows. Uh, but the big thing for me, uh, and again, I'll get into it on the hobby piece of it, is uh, I've, I've gotten into, um, I left the, the radio because uh, I wanted to produce more things, you know, and do more creative outlets. I felt like geekly, I was talking a lot about what other people are doing and producing and not getting right. to do my own things. And, and so uh, ultimately that inspired me to get back into theater. Um, and I did a couple shows at the Pentacle and then mm-hmm. have gotten into long form improv and uh, at what used to be Capital City, now is the Infinity Room here in Salem. The real geek part of me is uh, having watched a lot of YouTube videos of long form improv uh, from places like UCB and things like that. And it's improv is not an easy thing to watch if you're not like really geeking out about it. <laughs> it's easier to watch in person than it is to watch online, I guess I should say. And yeah. so it's uh, something that um, I enjoy and I love it. And I think it's a great outlet for creativity. Um, but it's not everybody's taste i'm sure <laughs> but uh i've been you know when you talk about youtube i can count I, I would be afraid to look at my youtube history to see how many hours i've wasted on that <laughs> yeah that, that number keeps creeping up for me too so 
it's not wasted. It's research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Brian, in terms of your YouTube search criteria, what are what are you searching for? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. As, as part of your new media. Of, <laughs> a lot of YouTube, for sure. For other geekly media that I did want to talk about was uh, uh, Endgame as well, the Infinity Saga. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here. Or should I say... Because we talked about Marvel a lot. Um, and I mean, I really, those two, those last two movies were really a masterful job of 10 years of story and bring it. I mean, that is no small feat. That is an amazing process and they could have easily flubbed up and, and messed that up. And I feel like they really hit a home run. Uh, so I have Disney plus now and I'll have that in the background. You know, a lot of the times those those two movies and just uh, watch. Of course, then you get sucked in and you see it. But every time, you know, Cap says, Avengers! Assemble. Finally, I get the chills. <laughs> uh, and, and another scene, if there's for some reason you haven't seen Endgame yet. But uh, there's another moment with Captain America and uh, and also Iron Man. But that's just pretty epic uh one of the one of the coolest moments in in live theater or in a live movie theater remember when you could do that and go to a movie theater and with other people and see a reaction uh that reaction was amazing both both reactions because the first one there's people crying bawling sure you know and just this this quiet that i've never experienced in a in a marvel movie and then the opposite cheers and and you know, applause and things like that. So yeah. uh, they nailed it. I uh, really enjoy Mandalorian. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Speaking of Disney Plus, mm. um, I thought that was one of the best Star Wars editions in a long time. Uh, I felt like they really uh, did a, a good job of that with everything, the music, the story. Of course, um, my little friend Baby Yoda over here yeah. uh, <laughs> is great, and they're they're doing two and three already, and a spinoff as well. And, and, and also, speaking of Star Wars, Clone Wars. I've never seen the mm. animated version of Clone Wars, and I binged it all and then kind of caught up as that last season happened. And the... It was amazing. It blew me away. It was way better than I thought it would be. Um, I, for whatever reason, I don't watch a lot of animation. Uh, so I gave it a shot and it's, it was great. Those last four episodes of Clone Wars are some, again, some of the best Star Wars storytelling. It even made episode one, two, and three better somehow uh, because it interwove and, and was in the same timeline and explained a lot more. It did what you know, episode one and two and three could never do is tell the story of how Anakin turned. Uh, but they had between episode two and three, they had, you know, what, seven seasons to tell the story. Right. So it gave you more context of how he turned and, and how this happened and friendships and made and lost along the way. It was great. It was really good. I was surprised how much I liked it. That's so cool. I have to see that. Yeah. Now, are all those Marvel movies on Disney Plus, or are there a few missing in the? They're 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 not all on there yet. They will be eventually. I think they had some, you know, contracts that were still with Netflix and things like that. But I know that End uh, Infinity War and Endgame, Infinity War was only on Netflix for a long time. It just got on, so it's off Netflix and now it's on Disney Plus. Mm. Uh, and so not, but it, not every Marvel film, but uh, but most of them, I would say, and then they're growing and soon they'll all be on there cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Right on. And I kind of went through a quarantine phase where I watched pretty much every Marvel movie again. Not quite in order. I kind of just cherry picked, but I did want to see a lot of the older ones. And, and you know, you pick up these little, again, the, the story that they built within 10 years and all these little Easter eggs right. that didn't pay off until 10 years later, whether <laughs> it was 100% on purpose or they just would constantly see stuff they did and then tie it back in. It was really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think the best part about those films is like comic books, once you kind of know the story, you can dip back in and go like, oh, remember that one fight scene? I just want to see the Captain America. Or or, or that one Iron Man really did it for me. You know, it's like you don't necessarily have to do them back in order, which I think is kind of the the joy of that kind of storytelling is that we know these characters. We know why they're there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that was my conversation with Brian and Karen of Cool Sheets and Jason, who used to host Geekly Update, and hopefully you'll hear a little bit more of on this program. Visit coolsheets.cool for more information about Cool Sheets and all the cool stuff that Karen and Brian do elsewhere. Update complete. While it's nice to get together with old friends and discuss all of your nerdiest endeavors and interests, there is something about the current climate and culture of the world we live in that makes it very difficult, especially when it comes to the violence that police perpetrate on minorities and women. It seems very fascinating and strange to realize that most of the comic books and things that I enjoy portrays some sort of police officer in some sort of role of power and authority over others that feels not quite right in the here and now. It's hard to reread Green Lantern and not have the space cop aspect of the comic come sharply into focus as I look through those stories. And with my interests changing over time and whatnot, It's been kind of difficult to sit down with a superhero comic anyway. So what does one read when they are inclined to enjoy a little bit of comic book adventure? Well, recently, it's been Usagi Yojimbo by Stan Sakai. Now, I can't take claim to have known about this comic back in the day. I kind of heard about it when I was collecting comics. The rabbit one, right? Sure. Yeah, I don't read funny animal books. That was usually what I would say. But of course, that was then. And this is now. It's also somewhat relevant to talk about Usagi Yojimbo again, as they have just announced that there will be an animated Netflix series adapting some of the ideas from the comic with the head writer as the producer, but also taking the story in a different direction. It sounds like they're going to have this story take place in the far future, whereas the Usagi Yojimbo comics are set in the Edo period of Japanese history. But so much is very different about Usagi Yojimbo in terms of the way that the stories are told and the way that we perceive them as readers that 
It's just easier to kind of go with the fantasy flow of the book itself. These tales are set in some weird, timeless period of history, where people basically act kind of the same as they do now. Actually, some of the character behaviors and attitudes seem incredibly modern in a way that has these stories stand out, especially for someone who's thinking about the role of people, societies, police, government. All of these issues are wrapped up in the stories of Yusagi Yojimbo. And yet, this comic is extremely simple. The stories are not complex, and they're quite fun to read. There's a tremendous amount of sense of humor in the way that the stories are reflected and told. Yes, this is a violent comic. There are bloody scenes. Characters die. It's not exactly something that you can hand to a child. The character relationships are complicated. People say and do things for unusual reasons. And it's not always clear exactly why somebody is doing something until much later, after you've sat with the character for a while and you've come to understand who they are and how they behave. Usagi Yojimbo is not necessarily something that you can just sit down with and get right into. I've actually had these books that I've been sitting on for three years, I think, before I even cracked the spine. But what was fascinating was as soon as I read the first story, I knew I was going to keep reading. There's a quality to it that really hooks you. These tales are simple, but they're straightforward and fun. There's a sense of justice that seems to be absent from the world around us. And certainly as somebody who's read a lot of superhero comics, it's nice to see justice portrayed in a way that's a little bit different. And that's going to do it for us this week here on the program. Somewhere in between a radio zine. Getting geeky with it. Issue 7 contains stories written by Austin Rich with interview segments featuring Brian Hart, Karen Holman, and Jason Ramey. Including Whatever Happened to the Geekly Update team and Reading Rabbits. This episode was produced by Austin Rich in the Lava Lamp Lounge and was assembled using only the finest in 20th century technology. In the long-standing tradition of most zines, there is an open submission policy here. If you have a story you'd like to send in, read, or just want to be a part of the show, why not drop a line to austinrich at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week. You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, there will be no program. Be seeing you. Somewhere in between What happened was this. I thought we were here to have a good time, not talk about some random question of ethics. But it's such a fundamental concept. See, I don't like trouble. You know Angel's policy on trouble. Mm. Are you okay? You don't look so good. Mr. Jackson says that I'm fine. No one deserves this. Uh, who can say? I'm not sure that we're the right ones to judge in a situation like this. I could now hear a very strange hum coming from the building. 
Not exactly electric or supernatural, but certainly something that did not sound like it should be coming from a supposedly abandoned building. Marcus Little? Sarah? Yes, let's go. It's just... What? You sound... Sound? I mean, you don't... Don't what? What? Excuse me, I'm just nervous about being seen in public. I know a place where we can go and talk. I'm just not... Do you want to be indecisive your whole life, or do you want to make some dough? The Adventures of Marcus Little. Tall Tales and Small Rewards. A Supernatural Radio Noir from Mid-Valley Mutations and Pecho Grande Films. Starring Jason Ramey, Emma Pace Jonas, and Jessica Ramey. Featured in the cast are Travis Stone, William R. Harris, Jill Honstein, Little Theodore, Tim Maloney, Jeff Parks, Annabella Ramey, Sean Royal, Stella Starr Schaefer, Jesse Sutherland, Kelly Taylor, Dash Thompson, David the Weatherman Wills, and Heather Sykowski. The Adventures of Marcus Little. Tall Tales and Small Rewards. A Supernatural Radio Noir. Coming to radio and podcasts, summer 2020. Visit MarcusLittleAdventures.com for more information.